Hey everybody, welcome back to the No Good Show with Charlotte. It's me, and it's been a while. I'm really sorry about that. It's been a couple weeks since the last episode came out, and I know I said I was going to do them every other Friday. Now I'm kind of just putting them out when I have the time, but hopefully it will be a little more steady in the future because I finished up an AP test this week and a presentation, and things are winding down for school, so that's awesome. Summer's on the way. We're almost there. Um, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and get it wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, all of those. And don't forget to check out the show's Instagram and tell your friends about the Instagram as well. That's where I let y'all know when episodes are coming out and ask for questions for the episodes. So make sure that you keep up with that and uh, your question might end up in the show, which is exciting. Uh, You might notice that I sound a little bit different. What I'm trying to do is get a little more comfortable with the microphone. And so instead of having the whole show just scripted out, I'm just going with a bulleted list. I think that this will make it a little bit more personable in a way and um, definitely more enjoyable for me because the whole reason I started this podcast was kind of for fun and it just wasn't really as fun as I wanted it to be. So hopefully this will kind of make it more fun for me and easier for you guys to listen to. Also, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm splitting up emotion. Um, Emotion itself is a way of knowing, but I decided it would probably be best to look at emotion under the different emotions because each emotion influences us in such a unique way. And so I wanted to kind of look into each one separately just to really get the full picture. So today we're going to start with fear, which I think is extremely interesting. And um, yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. So as always, let's start with the definition. From the Oxford Dictionary, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. So how is fear even a way of knowing? Because obviously emotion is, and fear is an unpleasant emotion, so fear is a way of knowing. I started looking into this and I realized that fear really teaches us a lot in our life. One way that we learn from fear and emotion just generally is that we question why we feel the way we feel. And this acts as a motivator for us to go out and do something about it. In the case of fear, we desire to obtain knowledge about how to get rid of that fear. And a lot of times we learn more along the way. With joy, we desire to obtain knowledge about why we are so joyful. And then we seek that out to feel that joy again. Just to kind of put this into perspective, I have a little interactive activity I wanted to do with y'all. So think of a time that you felt extremely fearful and you learned something from it. The best examples will probably come from your childhood, so I'll do that along with y'all. When I was a kid, one day I was cooking eggs for my parents and I reached across the pan and I burned my arm on it. I was grabbing the salt or something and I was really, really little. And I mean, I knew that the pan was hot. I just didn't really know how bad it would actually hurt. And that fear that I had in that moment when I got burned, I mean, that was bad. And it made me know I need to be really careful in the kitchen because it's dangerous. There are dangerous things that can really hurt you. And um, so now I know I need to be really careful in the kitchen. And um, I always try to watch where my arms are going and watch my hands when I'm working in there. And so, I mean, now I'm a lot safer, that's for sure. Another good example that's not from your childhood is even just now with the quarantine. We're learning a whole lot during this time. I mean, I've learned so much from this podcast and the whole reason that I started this podcast was kind of 
as something fun to do during the quarantine that would take my mind off of everything going on outside. A lot of people were very fearful during this time, and this is one way that I kind of took my mind off of that fear. And um, I've learned so much, and hopefully y'all have learned some stuff as well. One thing that I've learned is that emotion is really the core of all the other ways of knowing, mainly because it's just present all the time, and so if emotion is present all the time, then it's influencing all the other ways of knowing. We can talk about memory, because we already had an episode on that, so we know some stuff about it. We learned that your brain remembers things that evoke emotion in you. So obviously when fear is brought on for one reason or another, emotion is the core of that way of knowing. Because when you're fearful of something, then you're probably going to remember that experience. And then that's a memory, and you use that memory all the time. And um, that kind of goes back to the interactive activity we did. Because if you remembered that fear, then you're using that memory every day. And um, you might not even realize it, but it's there, and you use it in your day-to-day life. So this kind of just shows how emotion is really like the core way of knowing. It's there all the time. You're always feeling an emotion, and that emotion is influencing the way that you take in the world around you and your perception. So fear has been around since the dawn of time, and it used to be a vital thing. It was the fight and flight response when a predator was coming up to you or you were just in a super dangerous situation. The thing is that we don't really need it as much today because we live in a world that's relatively safe compared to what humans used to live in. And that can really be a bad thing because the fear that we still carry with us today is just not useful. A lot of fear can take us over in the form of anxiety and phobias. Phobias are really interesting. They're just completely irrational fears or aversions to something. And phobias, like, that's exactly what they are. They're irrational. And this is a great example of how fear can hinder the acquisition of knowledge because like arachnophobia, if you have a fear of spiders, I mean, some spiders are poisonous, but most of them aren't. And if you see a little spider running across the floor at school or something, that shouldn't cause you to break down and like not be able to learn anything just because there's a spider in the room. And um, with anxiety, you focus on one thing that probably isn't even a danger to you. And you just build it up into this huge issue. It's like a brick wall covering everything else up and that's all you see whatever you have put on that wall that is all that matters and that shouldn't be the case because when you have that wall up you don't see anything else and there's so much more than what you're placing on that pedestal or placing on that wall in this example Uh, luckily these days we have super good therapists and you can actually learn to use your fear and anxiety to your own benefit i actually did my this i believe speech on Um, anxiety this year at school. It's a speech that we do in Theory of Knowledge about something that we strongly believe in. And having gone through bouts of anxiety last year about school and just things that didn't even matter at all in the long run, I started talking to someone and I realized that there are so many ways that I can use this to my advantage, that I can take my anxiety and turn it into something that will just push me forward. And that's exactly what I've been able to do. And I hope that all of you out there that might struggle with anxiety can find the same um, help. And um, if you need help, like always reach out to somebody because there is just so much more than whatever you're anxious about. There's so much more out there for you. And so yeah, always reach out. And um, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll kind of know a little bit something about how your fear can actually really propel you forward in life. Um, So I think with that, we'll get started with some questions that we have for this week. So there aren't a whole lot of questions this week. So this will be a nice short episode. Um, Our first question is, 
uh, from two people, actually, Lindsay and Victoria asked a very similar question. So I just kind of put it together into one. Is fear learned or just a part of human nature? Like, do we learn fear as we grow up from our environment or people? Or does it just kind of come with us as a person? So fear is actually pretty much entirely learned through experiences or warnings from others. It can either be, like I said, a direct experience that you have, or it could be a warning that someone verbally tells you or a sign you read, anything like that, even if you didn't experience that danger yourself. Um, In a study done on rats, and a similar one was done on humans as well, it was found that memory played a huge part in your fear because you remember having a bad experience and then you have a fear when similar circumstances arise. Um, What they did is that with the humans, um, they showed, they had people sit down and they showed them a series of yellow squares and blue squares. And they told them that a shock might follow the yellow square, but not the blue ones. And so even when showed a yellow square that wouldn't give them a shock, everyone that saw the yellow square would still tense up because they had heard the verbal warning that there might be a shock coming after you see a yellow square. It's actually really easy to teach people fear or to learn fear yourself. Even if a little event took place only one time, it might have seemed insignificant to other people. If you were fearful during that time, you might have fear every single time you see anything that reminds you of that event or anything that triggers that memory that makes you think it's about to happen again. And that could last for an absurd amount of time, even your entire life. And it all stemmed from just one little experience that completely altered your mindset. Our brains are really malleable, especially when we're children, which is why it's so easy for parents to teach their kids to be afraid of certain things. This can both help them and hinder them in the, acqui- in the acquisition of knowledge. But that's not really bad, because not all knowledge is good, and generally when our parents teach us to be afraid of certain things, they're just trying to help us in the long run. Sometimes we shouldn't really know about certain things because it could harm us. It could, there's so much harmful information out there that sometimes it's just better to be left unknown. and. Most of the time, that's what our parents are trying to teach us when they teach us to fear something. An example of this could be drugs or um, like when you watch the video at the eight-hour class before you get your um, full driver's license, they show you a lot of videos of car wrecks. And even though the instructor tells you that they're not trying to scare you into being a good driver, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, By seeing those experiences take place for others, even if you don't want to admit it, it puts a little bit of fear into your head because it's the same experience that you have every day when you do start driving. You just are driving the car and even if you think this can't happen to me, they're just trying to show you that it can and that's not really a bad thing, they're just showing you reality. So I mentioned earlier that it's mostly learned, so this means that there are a couple innate fears. In an article from CNN, it was so interesting, it was about fear, Um, I found out that we're only actually born with two innate fears falling and loud sounds. These are the two things that all babies are afraid of, even if they haven't really been taught to be afraid of spiders yet, or taught to be afraid of the dark. We learn to be afraid of things like bugs or the dark from our culture. Many cultures like eat bugs all the time, which is something that makes my skin crawl because I've been taught to be afraid of bugs, but it's not out of the ordinary for them at all. And There's so many things like that. So many things that we truly don't need to be afraid of, but we're afraid of them because our world teaches us to be afraid. Going back to the learning fears though, even though we can learn fears, we can also overcome them. You've probably heard about exposure therapy, which is when you're afraid of something and you're forced to do that thing or forced to be around that thing. That's how it works. It's true. 
um, like with snakes, a lot of people are afraid of snakes and, um, a lot of people are able to overcome this fear by handling snakes and being around them. Because once you see that you can be around them and you come out just fine on the other side, you're not really afraid anymore. The only reason you were probably afraid of them in the first place is because you saw something bad happen to somebody else with a snake, or maybe you had a traumatic experience around one as well. Um, the thing is is that once you see that you can go into an experience with a snake around and come out on the other side just fine, that fear will start to go away. Um, even though this sounds like a good thing and you probably want to get rid of your fears, sometimes it's really harmful. Like with thrill seekers. That's how thrill seekers brains work actually, is that they take something that most people are afraid of and once they realize that they can do it and come out totally fine, they just keep pushing the limit and pushing the limit until it becomes extremely dangerous with um, uh, skydiving and stuff like that, people would jump out of the plane with a parachute and all of a sudden they realize, hey, like I can do this and I'm okay. And now people just keep going crazier and crazier. And um, sometimes it can be extremely dangerous, like with people that enjoy speeding or um, like platform jumping, things like that. It's, um, it can become very harmful. So sometimes you need to keep that fear just in the back of your head enough to keep you safe. Fear needs to be in that perfect happy medium. You should stay safe, but you also can't let it take over your life. And that's definitely not an easy thing to figure out. But um, through experiences that we have personally and by talking to other people, hopefully you can find that happy medium and be able to stay safe, but not fear for your life every time anything frightens you. So talking about learning fears and innate fears kind of brings up the question, can we inherit fears from our parents? And this question came from my cousin, Laura. The only innate fears are falling in loud sounds, and there's actually no such thing as a fear gene that can be inherited throughout generations. The only fears that actually follow us are the ones that come with us, falling in loud sounds. Um, even if you just so happen to have the same fear as your parents, it's not because you inherited that fear. It's most likely because they taught you to be afraid of that thing. And it actually makes a lot of sense of why kids would fear the same things that their parents do, because their parents are obviously afraid of that and don't want their child to exper experience um, whatever bad thing they did and so they put that fear into them just so they avoid that because they want the best for their kid We've got one final question today from Ricky um, Why do we fear non-dangerous situations like public speaking going back to the definition the definition of fear is very clear about um, That fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous likely to cause pain or a threat So why do we think that things like public speaking are threatening or could cause us pain? It's actually really interesting. It goes back to the phobias. They're irrational. They're non-dangerous. Glassophobia is the fear of public speaking, and it's a phobia because it's irrational. We're not going to die because we're public speaking. We're not going to be physically harmed because we're public speaking. We're just afraid of it. And this mostly comes down to the person themselves. Some of the most common reasons to have this fear is that someone had a previously bad experience, or they might be overestimating the stakes of their speech. Um, some people also just have the fear of fear itself, also called anxiety sensitivity, which I definitely have. Um, I'm afraid of getting up somewhere and talking to people and being afraid because that means that I'm going to stutter or I'm going to start randomly crying. I don't even know. That's the thing is I'm afraid because I'm not in control. And there are so many other irrational fears just like this that, um, they're just so irrational and we're literally just afraid of them because we're making up this big thing in our head about them. Um, two of them that are really common are airplanes and sharks. 
We're more likely to die in a car accident than a shark attack or a plane crash, but so many people are super afraid of airplanes that they won't even go on them, and a lot of people are extremely afraid of being attacked by a shark. A lot of this comes down to control, which is what I was mentioning earlier with the anxiety sensitivity. In a car, we think that we can control the brakes and the gas and such, and we normally know that the person driving us knows how to, like, is a good driver. We know that the bus driver, that's their job. They drive, and we trust them. And we also know that if something went wrong, we would be able to take over and drive the bus. Um, in a plane, though, we probably don't know how to operate it, and in the ocean, you can't see a shark until it's too late. We don't have control. We crave control, and we automatically fear when we don't have it. And so so many irrational fears come down to control like with the spiders a lot of people are afraid of spiders because we can't really control if it bites us or not it's just going to if it's afraid and we can't really control if it's afraid of us and this is also the stem of so much anxiety that people have i was anxious last year about not having control over school or my grades with public speaking, we fear public speaking because we can't really control what the audience truly thinks of us. I mean, they can think whatever they want, and even though it's not going to hurt us, deep down we're still afraid that they're not going to enjoy what we're saying. And we're afraid of this, and it's very rational because they can think whatever they want, and it's not going to physically hurt us. They don't have to tell anybody what they think, and they might have bad thoughts, yes, and that's what we're afraid of, but if they don't tell anybody or if they just keep it to themselves, which most people do, it's not going to hurt us. You can be the best public speaker ever, making the best speech ever, and someone still might not like it. There are so many critics out there that hate movies that everybody loves. They hate books that everybody loves. And sometimes you just have to let go and understand that you can't really control what everybody thinks of you. And it's not until you can accept that that you can really start to overcome that fear. So tying this all back into fear as a way of knowing, with like public speaking, you're going to want to know how to overcome that fear. You can't really go your whole life without talking to a group of people at least once, or just talking to even just like three people at a time. And sometimes that can induce a lot of anxiety in people, and that shouldn't be the case. You should find out what makes you comfortable. And a lot of times by doing research about that and trying to figure out what makes you feel best when you're talking in front of large groups, you'll learn so much about yourself that you didn't even know. And this all just goes to show how big of a way of knowing emotion is. I mean, fear is just a small part of it. Fear is just one emotion out of the insane amount of unique emotions that there are. And it leads to so much knowledge. And um, even though it can really hinder some knowledge, like I was talking about when parents teach you to fear things that might close some doors, it opens so many others. And if you're focusing on the right thing, you can learn so much. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I had a great time doing the um, research for today's episode. And if you have any other questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out to the show um, on Instagram at no good show with a K-N-O-W at the front. The next topic for the next episode, I'll be posting that on the, sh um, on the Instagram. And um, don't forget to follow so you can stay up to date on the topics and you can submit questions when I ask for them. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and all that. Your ratings mean so much, and I would love to hear any feedback and comments that y'all have. Again, this has been The No Good Show, a TOK podcast. Thank you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.